0: This is Gam Chat. My name is Greg. I'm McCoy. And I'm Dee. We're three Filipino gay guys trying to make sense of anything and everything in the world today. Welcome to our podcast.
1: So guys, I learned something new. Just last night, actually. Uh oh. Um. Wait. <laughs> you know... wait, is this, wait.
0: Is this going down the Bustos rabbit hole, or? It may, it may, but I'll try to control it. Okay, I respect that. Learning
2: is still learning, no matter what.
0: Yes, I'm still
1: learning. Yes, learning
0: is You still... gotta
1: respect that. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. Dave, so
1: those true. um, those leather ha- harnesses that guys wear sometimes. Oh yeah, I have a few of them. So I'm thinking, what is that? I mean, it's not for warmth so what is it wait what you're just asking this question now well i've always wondered but i never asked out loud right so i'm like thinking because i see them in like those wholesome instagram photos sometimes or those wholesome videos that sometimes would just come across my screen i
0: feel wait i feel like wholesome means different to you than it does for (laughs) the rest of the population
2: i think he's emphasizing on the whole part (laughs)
0: So anyway, so I just learned that
1: there's a purpose for them.
2: Oh, it's not to straighten like, oh, your back when you're sitting, so you're not hunching around I, too much.
1: I thought it was for warmth. I promise. <laughs> really?
0: Wait. <laughs>
2: I thought it was like if you're slouching, it like kind of cinches you back up, like so you're you have a back brace. It's a good okay. back brace.
0: No, it is actually. Dude, dude, it actually is. It really is. You know, it has those little, little metal things that, like, attaches to... Wait, let's just take a pause here. Because you're talking about the leather harness that gay guys wear. Yes. Where it's just, like, a, like a leather strap around yes. their chest. Yes. Like, that harness, right? Uh-huh. You thought that gives you warmth? No, I was just joking. But I just wasn't sure what it was for. It has a purpose. So, what, so tell us what you learned. Uh, no, no, no. And how did you learn this?
2: Tell us how you felt when you first wore it.
0: Oh, so you did wear it. <laughs>
1: No, no, no. I was discussing this with with a friend of mine, and I said, Oh, they actually do have a purpose. I thought it was just for looks, right? What he said was, you can be harnessed on some kind of device, um, different kinds of ways, for different kinds of positions, And I had to use my imagination because he didn't want to go into more details. I was like, okay. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because it does have those like metal rings that I assume attaches to like a chain
2: or something.
0: They have a D ring. That's it's, oh, that's it. okay. So, Oh, okay,
2: because shape of a yeah. D. But now I want to know what do you? I mean, besides like a leash, what else are they? Or is it something that's like hooked to the but ceilings, you know how those like, like, like like a, like no, a well, swing?
1: Could be, I guess. Well, yeah, the swing. But but so why you need a harness? Fl- so
2: is it that I mean, you don't uh, fall for safety like purposes or like what is it? Oh,
0: you young little lads! <laughs> 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 you so innocent. At least you're trying to be innocent. No. <laughs> So what it's really, I think that it's for. Yeah, you could use it to connect someone to a device or hold them down <laughs> for bondage. But it also it uses just for grip when you have um, intimacy. It's for okay, g- yes. And okay. I'm trying to like <laughs> this wasn't be our political show. I'm trying <laughs> to be like unbastosy as possible. It's- <laughs> I, can't, I don't know what to say, but but it's also for grip. Okay, I get it, I get it. I guess I should get one of those.
2: Um, get a grip, I... McCoy. get a grip <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will. <laughs> They have a, you know, the the really cute one. I think it's really cute. It's called the the bulldog harness. Okay, what is it? It's really cute. It's like this, like it's like a big strap in the middle, a big strap in the back that kind of hooks around your um your shoulders. Uh huh. It's really cute, and it's like a high up. It looks really cute on guys. So like a like a push up bra. No, it's like on top. It's on the. On top oh of your yes, chest. I've seen not those.
1: I'm not gonna tell you where I saw but it. But you know,
0: what? if you want to wear a push up bra, hey, Nicole, <laughs> whatever makes you happy. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know.
2: Oh, that'd be nice. You you could personalize it, have it like um stamped. Like you know how like Louis Vuitton bags, <laughs> you would have it like stamped your initials, but then you'll have like McCoysters on it across <laughs> your chest. <laughs>
0: You can you can get a custom made, but you know McCoy, when you do get one, please record yourself of putting it on because that's always the tricky part. Okay, uh, that's gonna be on the gam chat um, OnlyFans. only fans. <laughs> only only
2: fans <laughs> only fans. Not <laughs> even pants. Actually, no pants. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so how about you guys what you guys learn something new
0: what's wait something i learned today during covid i just i never realized this so i you know i don't eat that much carbs normally uh-huh but d- since covid especially since like november during the election part I've been eating a lot of pandasal. and pandesal, you know, as as you may know, you should know, is is like a nice pillow of bread, Filipino bread. That's what, like little, like salty, little sweet. It's like a dinner roll. It's like, don't call it, no. No, Do I mean, not like, called a dinner roll. How dare you?
1: No, no, I'm just I'm saying that so people who don't know who, what pandasal would look like, the it's size similar. A dinner roll, yeah. yeah. It's the Size of a dinner roll, yeah. Right? But it, the taste is different. Oh my god. Yeah. It doesn't
2: have that much more salt than regular. Regular bread that you would make though it's just that it's mm-hmm. it's milk based.
0: Oh.
1: See D would know.
0: Wait, what's a comment that was we, well D should know? What are you trying to say? Because
2: he makes them from scratch. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I don't go to like what is it? Who is it? Valerios. Valerios? <laughs> Watch out Valerios. But yeah <laughs> I, <love>
0: Valerios. <laughs> I do. So one thing I learned about the Pandasal one is I am learning to really appreciate it and mm-hmm. love it, right? Um, and I am have to give it up for the next 100 days, because I ate way too much of it. <laughs> but the best pundasol is when you get it fresh. Yes. You never get your pandasol, yes, yes, yes. like, in a yeah. plastic bag. Plastic you should get bag. it fresh. And where it's in a paper bag and you could smell it, it's just the most beautiful smelling thing ever. But I realize, like, if you don't take care of your pundasol after you bring it home and you just, like, leave in the bag... Your pineapple will deflate. Not
2: even it would just get hard. Yes, sometimes and
0: deflate. It, it will it'll deflate. deflate. It'll be like, yeah, blue. it like turns like yeah. instead of like a pillow, it's like yeah, and it's hard to like cut in half. A used pillow. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. can't co- put your cocoa butter in there. You can't put, like, anything your, in there. your um, pate, your liver spread. Oh, yes. Oh, I don't do that. Oh, no, yeah. I, oh. I put, I put uh, pancit in it. Some sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Greg, okay. <laughs> You're so precious. But one of the things I did learn, yeah, this week, I learned that... You have to take care of Rapunzel after you bring it home. But how do you keep it from deflating? Them? You just can't put all the stuff on top of Rapunzel, you know, like to make it.
1: I think you can't leave it in the bag where it, it the moisture gets trapped. I think you have mm-hmm. to like take it out maybe and something. Yeah, like
0: air it out or something. Yeah, and I guess. leave it out and just smell it. That's why smell you use it.
2: paper bag.
0: Yeah, because let's. The sucky part about it is, if you leave it in the bag. Is but by the time you get to the bottom of it, it's all the deflated pandesal bread, and it just breaks my heart.
1: You know, pandesal, like freshly baked pandesal, brings me to like my childhood because I'd be sent um, to go to the bakery when I was a kid and get get them in the morning, um, and they have this like smell to them. Oh yes, I remember. I remember... That.
0: When I went to go to the Philippines and you drive through like the towns, Mm -hmm. yeah, and you could smell the fresh pandasol in the morning, yeah, it's like, what? So that's what I learned how to take care of your pandasol. It's not the same as a harness, but whatever. How about you, Dee? What have you learned this week? Uh,
2: this week, well, this year 2021 is where I will turn 40, (laughs) so it sunk in. It sunk in this week when I got my Amazon like my purchase of the week for Amazon. Your AARP. No, it was my <laughs> pill box that now I count what days it is based on the pill box that like I'm emptying. So it has the Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like I don't even pay attention to what day it is anymore. I've just embraced that I'm at that age where I'm just like, "Oh, I'm this old where I know what day it is based on the slot I'm emptying my medications from. Aww. So I have accepted that. But by the way, those are just supplements. I'm not taking like anything else. So that I'm thankful for. But other than that, I learned that I'm going to be 40. And I realized it. And I'm accepting it. And I am okay with it. Not soon. In like a couple did months. Did you
0: have any like, I don't know, were you scared? Not really. Long? Did you envision 40 be like this? No,
2: no. But I just stopped counting. To be honest, like if you have you have if you have to ask me like how old are you, I for some reason Amado is only one year younger than me, but I would like oh, okay how old is Amato? and then I have to like oh okay and plus one. I don't know why I don't remember how old I am, but I remember his first. So it's a weird thing. I
0: do think that you reminded me there is the sense of freedom when you you're not attached to an age number anymore. You know, where you're just like, I don't know how old I am. I'm just living life. Yeah.
2: Well, we can't really live life, but we're living <laughs> within. Really? You can't live well, life. I would rather be traveling and doing other things, but I can't do that right now. But you know, with hopefully the next coming like months. But
0: there's comes a point where, like, when you're younger, you're thinking, oh, by 21 I gotta do this, and by 25 I gotta do this.
2: And, oh no! You know,
0: like by 30 I gotta do this. It, there's there's freedom in thinking like, oh.
2: Oh, and yeah, yeah. Like I've just, let go of that years ago. am able to live for another day. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you're not actually 40. You're probably older of You just don't know yet.
2: But you know what? One plus thing is, like, body-wise, I was feeling like that a couple of weeks ago. But then I changed something and I'm not, like, I'm not in pain. I'm able to do, like, I'm... If you're an Apple Watch user, I'm closing my rings every day. So that I'm happy. So that's why I have this balance of like, yes, I'm turning 40, but I'm like doing something where it's kind of like making it easier for me to do so. So
0: right on. You're closing the ring. Yes.
2: The
0: big 40 ring. The big O. Big zero. (laughs) (laughs) You're closing that ring. And on that note, let's talk about the um, what we're here to talk about today. What are we here to talk about?
2: <laughs> Did something big happen recently? I don't remember. You know,
0: it's funny when I when I just brought this up, I thought to myself like, these past like two weeks or the this January has been like a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, yeah, like, roller coaster. Like, like what the fuck. And I feel like I'm still trying to deal with this um what do I call it the like Donald Trump post-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> DTPTSD. <laughs> and so but I'm really glad that we're we're here to talk today to talk about the inauguration and about the next four years and what this really means. And but before we can move and talk about the inauguration, I feel like the past we have to, Unpack the past two weeks, which has been a roller coaster because uh, we experienced a coup for the first time for us. But attempted. Attempted, yes. What is a coup? I think it's
1: the overthrow of a duly elected um, government. Like through violence, right? Through violence or military takeover. If
2: you're Filipino, it was the other singer, again, Sharon. It was in the. <laughs> Yeah, K- U- U- H. H. <laughs> K-U-H. Oh, I I love, love ha- songs. <laughs> it has an H because it's Filipino. It's like there's an H in the end.
1: Wait, can you sing the song? Yes, McCoy, please. I am not going to sing. No. no.
2: Everyone be quiet. No. McCoy's going to McCoy, sing. just
1: do it. No, we are not going to sing. First of all, we might get like
0: in trouble with <laughs> copyright laws or whatever. I don't even blame the copyright laws. <laughs> <laughs> you failed like karaoke singer. <laughs> Jerk. All right, <laughs> okay, so we 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 experienced a coup um on January 6. Um the rundown of and you guys correct me if I'm like getting all the timeline um wrong here is Trump held a rally on January 6 um in DC and he had speakers, he had Giuliani and he had his son and I think Giuliani said something about like combat In his speech, Trump said, you know, like, we're all going to go to the Capitol. He did, I remember him say peaceful, right? He did say the word peaceful, but then he kind of like went bipolar and said, go to the Capitol. Yeah. And he said, he even
1: said, I'll go with, I'll be there. I'll meet you there or something like that. I'll go with you. I'll be
0: there. But he just did his speech and just like bounced, yeah, he said, i'll I'll see you at the Capitol." and then he yeah. bounced. But the
1: problem with that is like you can say all you want to say, but when you rile up a mob, you can't control them, you know, so
0: so after after Trump went back to the White House and the mob was still there, the insurrectionist. Um, broke into the building. Capitol. Capitol building, um, while the Senate and the House were... Um, well, they were certifying, certifying
1: that... the, the, the yeah. count. And I think they had to be evacuated to the bunker, if I'm not mistaken, by the Capitol Police. Yes. Yeah. Um, and supposedly, some, some of the mob were like just a few, you know meters away or something like that they were very close they
0: were about i think 60 seconds away from the vice president as after chanting him chanting hang him hang mike pence is what they said they said
2: i did hear some news um about uh days prior they were doing like a tour of the capitol that's why some of the people knew where to go specifically where to find specific uh people in their offices offices so you know it, it it really is it was planned that's what that, that's what it comes down to this thing was like a we're going there the day of and let's see what happens no it's a plan thing they knew where to go they knew what to hit you you will see some audios of them speaking like let's go this way to this office you know like they knew where they were doing and what they, where they were going
1: well with that information because you know some people were saying you know Donald Trump had riled up this this mob but then with you saying that's a part of that crowd knew ahead of time, so did he still rile them up, or did they already have plans on going? It's a mix of maybe both. Maybe I'm thinking, yeah. So maybe I'm thinking a segment or a minority of the of the group knew ahead of time, and they were already planning to go there anyway. Um, but then the majority of the crowd was riled up during the rally. I think it
0: came clear afterwards. One is that they planned on it. Two, like you said, D, that. They had inside information specific uh, and specific offices they targeted. They were able to breach. Um, they went to the chambers, and it became clear afterwards that that these people, these individuals here, these terrorists, I'll call them, were also had. Were, there was an Olympian, right? There was a U.S. Olympic swimmer that was there. Yes, you had. Or a realtor that was there you had people that were educated you had a whole mixed bag and they all followed this conspiracy theory that the election was rigged, which it is clearly not and then fast forward trump what did trump do he said like what we love them well the, he was forced to release a statement yeah he, he tried to release a statement or he was forced to release the statement it was clearly it was forced and then he ended it with he went off script and said we love them we love you guys right and then he disappeared twitter took him down facebook took him down everyone started distancing themselves and he really didn't do much and then just fast forward to the inauguration he didn't show up and then he went away to ymca
2: to lago to
0: lago listen to ymca which is the which was so weird to watch like i can't explain it Did you guys watch the speech? I
1: I refuse to. But what what other songs can he use? No one, none of the artists want him to
0: use their songs. Oh, no, he used Frank Sinatra at the very, very end. Because
1: he is deceased. And I think after a, a while, I think your song becomes like public or something like that
0: but why ymca
1: because it's a fun party song <laughs> i don't know like what?
0: <laughs> it was just, I so i watched it in the morning just to get a clip of it and i and it kept on flipping the channel because i thought i was watching some parody <laughs> like it was some comedy like i don't understand like why am i listening to ymca here in ymca as he's walking towards the plane like it was so bizarre this is nuts what, is there, I guess, what were some of your initial feelings about the coup attempt? It highlighted all the vulnerabilities we have
1: within the government. Like, like, how did they get into the building? So, I mean, the vice president was there. Speaker of the House were there. This is like people that are in the line of succession if something was to happen to the president. How did this happen? That's what I want to know. It's such a dangerous situation. I mean, imagine if this was instead of domestic terrorists, these were foreign terrorists Mm. that did this, you know? What are we gonna say then? Well, McCoy, as
0: long as they have, like, pale skin... They're not a terrorist. (laughs) Yeah, clearly. That's the first thing I thought about that really pissed me off was when i saw them when i saw the capitol police being ushered in yeah ushered in let them in and let them right in i was like this is freaking white privilege gone mad that pissed me off right off the bat
1: someone did tweet um if this were black or brown people they would have been shot miles
2: miles away miles away it would have
1: been yeah they would have been slaughtered Yeah. yeah and then they were saying you know usa usa um, Ooh,
0: and they beat people with the flag, people with the U.S. They beat police officers with the United States yeah. flag. That's yeah. crazy.
2: Which is the fun part to watch because, you know, I mean, we've. Uh, I, I think I avoid saying this, but, you know, our main chant is like black lives do not matter, but blue lives do. And then you see them hurting these cops. You know, although some of them were taking selfies. The, some of the cops were taking selfies with them. But that was basically disregarded. Because the cops' job there was to stop them. And they were, you know, some of them were injured. Right? So what yeah. happened to their lives? It, it did not matter at that point. right? I
1: mean, in all fairness, when you see a large crowd like that, there's only a handful of you. I mean, like, what are you going to do? So I'm trying to be fair in my mind. I mean, like, how can you stop a whole mob of this size when there's not enough. But well, well, they
2: did that for But they had no yeah. mom stopping the size in, for for Black In lives Oregon, right? Like, like yeah, Seattle, Portland.
1: Yes, but um the Capitol police is isn't it separate from the Metropolitan Police of the DC? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not a full uh, full police force, but I don't think.
0: Even but even then when we have it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like I thought it was, it was such bullshit. And it was embarrassing that we, ha- we spent how many hundreds of billions of dollars, trillions of dollars on our defense, and all of a sudden this happens. And I think also what pissed me off in the aftermath was to realize that when our elected representatives were calling for help, they were turned away from the administration. Yeah, they, they couldn't get a hold of some of the people that were part of the yeah. When we were under the attack yeah. they just they didn't move fast enough so what have you guys learned from this incident? What I've learned from this
1: is uh, democracy and freedom and all the things we value, it's vulnerable to this type of self-centered uh, personalities that only care about what they can gain instead of what they can do for the country and that you know, elections really do have consequences. And this is is the perfect example, you know, that we have to hold our representatives and our leaders accountable because this should not have gone this far. Some of these representatives in the government were the ones stoking this this flame of like, fraud this and fraud that.
2: For what happened, uh, it just really solidified for me that um, he was not the catalyst of this. Trump was not. The people that marched out there, they just used that as an excuse. It was always in them. Basically, anyone that's darker, a shade darker than who they are is different from them. That just solidified it even more. I don't think I learned anything. It just really reinforced it. Can I
1: jump in really quick with what you said, Dee? Um, Because I remember when Barack Obama became president, um, I think a year later, maybe not even a year later, all of a sudden, all this Tea Party people... Were coming out mm-hmm. all of a sudden they were against overspending by the government where were they when the Bush administration were spending all this money in wars that were actually perpetrated by a lie um, or started using a lie um, so where were they when all this tax cuts for the rich um, which put us into a, a lot more debt where were they they only showed up when all of a sudden we have a black president
0: they're hiding the racism behind a lie you know, they, they knew it was a lie. And that reminds me of this, you know, when I saw this happening, I said, these were all the people that were saying blue lives matter, blue lives matter. And then, you know, this reinforced my thought that them just saying blue lives matter was really them trying to hide that they're actually just racist. Yeah, And they're trying to say, yeah, blue lives matter, but they beat an officer to death. It just reinforced what I, my beliefs were. And I remember um, when when Trump took office, Obama had... He shared the story that he told Trump about how delicate democracy Mm -hmm. is. And I felt fairly confident at the time that, you know, democracy is a lot stronger. And to see it end in this way, we see how democracy is truly fragile. And it could be taken away, you know, in a few hours if we do not hold our elected officials accountable. I thought this was also interesting, is that how media... Put it in two words. How to define this moment was called the term "the big lie." The big lie that Trump won when he clearly didn't win. And I thought that was interesting, how they kept on saying the big lie, the big lie, and it made me think about how all these people. And we started hearing in the aftermath that the these insurrectionists were shocked and confused when they started hearing the truth that it was all a lie.
1: I think some of those people will believe when they're told the truth, and then some. Will never. Because to them, the word of Trump is a gospel.
0: Damn, gospel. False gods.
1: I mean, I think I, I was watching the news and they were interviewing this lady and she literally said Trump was sent by God. I mean, what? He doesn't even believe in God, I bet you. He doesn't believe
2: in God. He did. Remember, he took pictures in front of the church?
1: Well, because it was convenient for him. With a, with a Bible? Yeah. <laughs> but did he really, does he even go to the church, uh, inside
0: the church? Well, it was anyway.
2: closed, remember, so he couldn't. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm just stating what I saw in pictures. Well,
0: as as Trump said in, in an interview when he when asked uh, what scripture, what passage he liked from the Bible. He says something to the fact, like, "I like the whole thing. Yeah. I like the whole thing." And the guy, and the guy pressed him again. Oh, the the New Testament or the Old Testament? He's like, "The whole thing. You know, the Bible's great."
1: Because he doesn't read it. He doesn't even know one verse. I bet
0: you. He probably didn't know that there was an Old Testament or New Testament.
1: <laughs> I mean, the default would be like uh, John three sixteen. What is that the the verse, um, or the Bible verse John three sixteen, right? Or three. Oh God, I'm such a bad Christian. <laughs>
0: We know that, so <laughs> <laughs> can't speak in tongues and you can't even say your, your what passage is your favorite? Gosh, shame!
1: Like, I know, shame, shame on me,
2: McCoy. Maybe you should you should stop looking at harnesses and reading the Bible again. <laughs> I'm I'm looking it up right now, actually. <laughs> Harness the context of the Bible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm right. John three sixteen. <laughs> Oh gosh! <laughs> well, what is John three sixteen? Talk about.
1: For God so loved the world that He gave His, His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life.
2: Hmm.
1: That's like the tenet of like Christianity, really. So I guess we're
2: all perishing.
1: I
0: well. Well, it's getting hotter. That's <laughs> <not> for sure. <laughs> So the inauguration happened though less than a week ago. We thought that it when it was not going to go happen. We didn't know how it was going to happen after this insurrection. Before the inauguration, did you guys have concerns about it? I didn't. You were confident about. Yeah, I was.
1: Kind of I
2: was. I was concerned, was. in a sense of like what is going to happen around me locally. Uh. I made sure I worked from home that day, because I didn't want to be out and about and like seeing anything that. Um, Surprisingly in the valley we still have a lot so a lot of what Trump supporters that are like kind of oh, yeah, like definitely driving around and with their do not thread on me flags in their pole in front of their homes so I I just kind of very careful like I, I wanted to make sure I stayed home uh, watch everything
0: You reminded me I almost forgot about this but after the the coup attempt um, all the state capitals had to be warned that, of an uh, of an attack. Yeah. By these Trumpians. That was f- crazy. That all fifty states had to be alerted to this uh, of possible violence that was going to happen. I almost felt after the coup, I just wanted Biden to be sworn in as soon as possible, and I thought like we didn't really need an. At inauguration ceremony because I was just worried about it. We had we had twenty five thousand National Guards in D.C. to protect it. It was very intense. We knew Trump was going to make it, or he didn't want to go. Not wasn't going to make it. He just didn't want to go.
2: He had to catch a flight early.
0: Yeah, listen to YMCA on his AirPods. <laughs> and then when I, when the inauguration actually came, the day of the inauguration, I actually saw how important it was to have the ceremony. Yeah, it was. And I felt how important it was. And I think one the good indicator of that was the day before the inauguration, Biden and Harris had a memorial ceremony for all the Americans who have died during COVID.
2: Oh, I, I didn't catch that. How did it actually happen?
0: They installed um, this light installation.
1: How many is it, Greg?
0: Like 4,000? They did 4,000 yeah. light. Pillars, yeah, um, on opposite ends of the reflecting pool mm-hmm. by the Lincoln and, Memorial, right? Yes,
1: um, and it's it's really it's it it's it's beautiful and it's um it's very respectful, and I think it's it's um sharp contrast from the previous administration that did not acknowledge wanna, um, acknowledge the number of Americans that have died during this pandemic.
0: And I was watching it when Biden was. And, and Harris did a speech, and when Biden turned around, it was dark. It was almost like sunset. And then all 4,000 light pillars just lit up in unison. And it was beautiful, and it reminded me that all this bullshit from this previous administration distracted all of us about what was our own reality at the moment, which is how many Americans have lost a loved one during this time. And that really signified to me like, oh, you know, ceremonies like this and giving respect to our country, but to respect to the lives that are lost was so needed. And so the inauguration happened when I saw the inauguration happen when it and it was all socially distanced. I was impressed by that. People were wearing their masks. And I was actually really delighted. I felt really, I felt really good watching it.
2: Yeah. The last couple of months, the three of us who have been like on the edge of things, it's kind of like a panic where, you know, we're like, okay, we were watching what's gonna happen because we were scared of what could have happened. Yes. But this time we were watching everyone. I can almost guarantee everyone was watching, like looking forward otherwise rather than like a nervous state that i don't know what's gonna happen like i can't wait to see what's gonna happen
1: well during the inauguration i kind of felt bad because i'm sure a lot of people wanted to be there in person but they couldn't because of what happened during you know january 6th that's why they had to lock down dc pretty much because of that i mean they could have done it social distancing you know all the people would like maybe separated and they had they had to wear masks and all that um it could have worked, and i think it's it's sad that People couldn't be there in person that really wanted to be there. I agree.
0: But I loved it. I love that to see instead of people, they put 200,000 flags yes, yes, from not only the United States, but from all over the world to signify how many people would attend. And it looked so pretty. Yeah. Like it was like a giant art installation. And it also felt first time in a long time that we see the federal government living in reality, that there is a pandemic and that the lives of Americans are more important than coming and seeing the
2: inauguration yeah like you can see the shift of priorities where it wasn't just about them and having numbers of people showing up just to see like this is how yes. much people support me you know it was that was not the intention like it wasn't about bragging like look at the crowd yes. you know it wasn't like a, a zoomed in pact <laughs> just like the previous inauguration that we had where i didn't really watch it so you can tell the shift here is that it wasn't about them; it was really about the people.
0: Yeah, I thought that was great. And so the inauguration happened, and I think we should talk about who the best dressed were. Oh, Lady Gaga.
2: No, no. I'm sorry.
0: What? More than Joe? No, more than more than um, what's his name?
2: Michelle Obama. That plum. Let me
1: let me think.
0: No, Lady Gaga the one. <laughs> okay, I did like her. I ditched like where she walked in with that yes. red yes. gown. I was like, ooh, what's <laughs> underneath there?
2: <laughs> it, it, it was a good, like, just light moment to just watch yeah, that you're light. not scared and you were you were able to enjoy it. But I think everyone was talking yeah. about really is Bernie Sanders gloves. <laughs> like, <Yes>. I, <laughs> Winter, winter. like i know who everyone's gonna be now for halloween 2021 <laughs> i mean we're gonna have like an insurgence of bernie sanders people just dragging a foldable chair with like you know gloves and a jacket and uh, and a mask on <laughs>
0: Have you guys seen the memes? Yes, the Bernie, I have. Yes. The burning memes are yes, hilarious. If you guys have to seen them, you guys have to look at it. They are hilarious because he literally just he just he just like he just was like oh like, he was walking to the mall or to like the local like, grocery store and just like oh look at look at there's inauguration We I mean, just go and sit down right it looked like he was just cash.
2: The like the meme that I love the most is that it was that that picture of him and it it was like this could have been an email like that (laughs) that that was my favorite one out of everyone but yeah but the show why like presentation everything it was good lady gaga was good it wasn't overdone um j-lo's let's get loud i thought it was good that she did throw in her spanish in there it was like
0: I mean, I thought that was good I found out it was like, let's get loud. Yeah, so she said, yeah. Like, I was like, really? Really, J-Lo? you always trying to like... There was a joke
2: about it that Lady Gaga probably would have been like, damn it, I should have thrown in my own verse in there or something. That would have been amazing. You can It's a national anthem. Yeah.
1: And she, she doesn't really need to do that for attention because she's
2: Lady Gaga. It's, it was her fashion. That was her statement. Yeah it
0: was her giant bird it yes both. it's so um,
1: that hunger was,
2: games. uh that was um it symbolizes uh peas, right that's what that's what they did. it was a dove oh so it was peace that's not
1: the the mockingjay,
0: <laughs> the mockingjay? <laughs> wait
2: that's the one from like um it's hunger games <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what were some of your best moments
1: ah for me when uh Vice President Harris was sworn in uh, because she's the first yeah, woman, person of color, uh, black and South Asian to be vice president, also sworn in by the first Latina on the
2: Supreme yes, Court. Yes, Sotomayor. But you know what I love is the minute that she reached the floor like the you know where they were going to sit the podium area she did a, she did her like you know like kind of eyeing people and smiling you can you know, everyone was wearing a mm-hmm. mask but you can see that in their face and there was yes. a moment where the camera was just on her her husband was behind her greeting everyone else and she just took a deep mm-hmm. breath it was like a moment to recognize that this is it we're here yeah it's starting
1: yeah the significance of 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 her being there that's
2: when i got the chills and like this is happening, like there's no back. Like yeah. w- the ne- yeah. the show, quote unquote show, is now starting. But really, that show is that like this is mm-hmm. gonna be the change. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like we were stuck in the, in the last four years in this nightmare, and all of a sudden we we're like, wait, what? I was in a little bit a bit of shock still. Yeah. Like is this really happening? Like was something going to go wrong? And nothing went wrong. Even the weather started off what like cloudy and and snowed a little bit and then the sun came out yeah yeah those are really great moments all right so how about oh before i forget this can i say another good moment i had from the inauguration was when i forgot who was speaking and then some, you saw a foot from behind, and they were wearing like Jordans, and you're
2: like, I was like, who
0: is that?
2: He was with the two little girls with the um, with the fur coat he was a cutie. Also, Amanda Gorman, her poem. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Look, like, after she did the entire thing, I went on Google right away and like and I copied and pasted it off my notepad so it's something I can read later. Like, the struggles that she went through with her speech and then the same thing with Biden and how Jill Biden found her.
0: And I loved her style, too. Oh, yeah. She had a really good style. And she's from L.A., right?
2: Yes. Another highlight that we had was Biden's speech, finally hearing the president address the nation. And then the very first president I've heard in my existence to actually denounce white supremacy like everyone's been tiptoeing around this for how long to hear someone actually recognize it and like and say the words right and just
0: acknowledge it
1: Not like it's once again it's in contrast from the previous um, occupier of the office who said they are fine these are fine people yeah the
0: interesting thing too is that yeah and that's one of the moments a significant moment in Biden's um, why the reason why he he, ran. he chose to run mm-hmm. for president was because of that moment.
2: I mean, he addressed everything from racial justice, climate change, domestic terrorism. Like, he, he said these words that everyone has been avoiding.
0: I felt like he was acknowledging America's reality that we've been in, but we weren't hearing it from the White House yeah. or from our government that it does exist. Like, I think one of my favorite lines from his speech, and it was a really impressive speech. I think a lot of people have agreed that's one of the best speeches, inaugural speeches. Uh, one of my favorite lines was, um, there is truth and there is, they are lies. Lies told for power and for profit. Yeah. I was like, yes. yes. Like, that felt really good because we were talking about earlier about the big lie. And, and how the last administration told over, I think they estimated, over, over 30,000 lies in four years. And it was really great to hear the president acknowledge it. And the dangers of it. And the reasons. The nefarious reasons. For power or for profit. What were some of your really favorite lines from his speech? I think mine was when he, just, he when he called out like what D
1: said, the white supremacy and white nationalism, um, because it was it was needed. It was needed to be called out. Didn't he say something about you know my soul is in this? Yeah. It, it was it was heartfelt, and I could see the honesty um, in it because. Yeah, it was very him. So I really liked it.
2: You know what I liked is that it wasn't about him. Yeah. He made sure it was about the people he was serving, no matter what side they took when they cast their vote. Like, he he made sure that he's there to represent everyone. Yeah. Like, how his speech just seemed so genuine. Also, I was just watching even the moments where the camera would pan to other people and, like, to his family. Like, you saw his daughter... Grabbed, you know, her mom's hand and squeezed it, and it was just like it wasn't like they weren't looking at the camera. It was just like one of those side shots, you know, like that warmth and that familiarity of what a family should be, you know, that really cares about each other. Like it was present.
0: There was this one part where he says, "We must end this uncivil war that pits red against blue, rural versus urban, conservative versus liberal." We can do this if we open our souls instead of hardening our hearts. If we show a little tolerance and humility. If we're willing to stand in the other person's shoes just for a moment. Like, that was one of my favorite lines. From the day before this, when they did the memorial for COVID, there's no other person that can be a president for this moment. A president that understands empathy for grieving Americans he's the person. Yeah. And not only is he the right person that could actually, I think, address the soul of America, but really listen to how, much, how many Americans are grieving right now. With you saying that, it reminds me that
1: he has suffered personal loss. So he knows. A lot of personal loss, yes. yeah. So he knows. He knows how it is. And, you know, when he said, I'll tell you. I'm just paraphrasing that. He said, I'll tell you how it is. Like, he'll be honest. I believe him you know i'll believe him and that's why a lot of his um handlers sometimes get nervous when he when he talks because he has this tendency of being a little too honest
0: because that's him Mm
1: -hmm. you know that's him and i appreciate that and that's what we need right now
0: yeah here i'll I'll give you what you need right now here's some truth i need to take a bathroom break so (laughs) why don't we go (laughs) to a break actually me too no you need to eat some peanuts that's what you're doing (laughs) i know you
2: It is always nice to reminisce and look back on how things are before. Like, how Gamchat was inspired by the chat rooms from the year 2000s. In Philippine campfire stories, I also look back to the old tales from our culture as Filipinos. More than the monsters and the myth, we check back on the stories and the legends on how they came to be. Plus, it's done in Filipino. Are you ready to hear more? You can listen to Philippine Campfire Stories for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, enjoy this episode from the Gamchat Podcast.
0: So, McCoy, how was your peanut break?
1: (laughs) It was much needed.
0: (laughs) and uh, to continue, continue on this conversation now that uh, Biden and Harris has been in office for almost a week they've pretty much hit the ground running signing executive orders like, I think 30 executive orders so far Harris and Biden have a lot of work ahead of them but what do you think it signifies to our community, like the Filipino American and the LGBTQ community
1: I think the first thing that uh, may affect our community is his policy or his agenda on immigration and the fact that he wants to uh, put forward a plan that gives a pathway to citizenship um, to a lot of people.
2: Yeah, especially DACA kids. I mean, people can be more hopeful that everything they've invested while being here, the education that they put forward, the work experience, they can actually be of use now and not have to worry like, okay, are they able to renew their paperwork? You know, like that they were in limbo not knowing if they can even submit that application and the, the fee, if it's going to go anywhere or not. So at least that gives some hope that they can continue do what, they, what they've what they been doing here for how many years?
1: Well, if you think about it, also it gives certainty to the market. I mean, these are millions of people, right? That are potentially, potential taxpayers, for example, potential professionals that will pay sales, sales tax and also attacks to the federal government, state government and all that. Um,
0: so it gives them a certain amount of certainty in their life. I think him signing an executive order to halt the construction of the wall, the border border between the U- USA and Mexico was a good sign because I think a majority of Americans didn't want that wall to be built and it was a good use of funds. and it really was it was a way to attack Mexico or to, I feel like, shame them. And let's be very clear, Mexico never paid for that wall. <laughs> Absolutely not. He no. failed on that promise. And that was hundreds of millions of tax-paying dollars yeah. for this construction of a wall that Mexico didn't pay for. But it also signified to me one of the things I think I expressed before in previous episodes about the separation of children from their parents. And so Biden signing this executive order really signified to me that There is hope to build our relations with other countries, including the Philippines. And how to address, you know, immigration reform. Um, So I was very hopeful about that. One thing
2: that they mentioned was they're diverting the funds for the wall. Find other ways to implement the new security system, I guess. That's what they're trying to do. To me, that wall, it was more of just like a, yeah, it was like, oh, um, something tangible to show that you were doing something rather than actually see the work behind it. It's that garish golden, (laughs) you know, like marquee right exactly right you know that's what that's become my mom
0: uh got in a my mom got in a fight with one of her facebook friends because the facebook friend posted something about like china you know she said the wall we need the wall da, da, da. and my mom responded something to the effect of like china had a great wall and how well did it work for them really that's true very <laughs> like, true yeah <laughs> like what was it accomplished
1: so yeah another um agenda he has um, right off the bat, is dealing with the COVID pandemic. I'm glad that they they kept Fauci. We have an administration that it's that admits it's gonna be really bad before it gets it gets better, um, and we need that honesty, because we need um, people that will be honest with us when it comes to to how hard it is to deal with such a pandemic, and also the vaccine they're ramping up. Um, vaccinations and production and all that. Also, the PPE. Um, they're ramping up manufacturing. Um, so I think they're going to federalize uh, the vaccination program instead of leaving it up to the states and they're floundering because they don't know how to handle such a big, you know, massive under- undertaking. Yeah, I
0: kind of got a little, I think, emotional when not only that he was signing executive orders for COVID, but also the fact that there was a White House briefing yes. to communicate what was happening about COVID because we didn't have that for months. And when we did have those COVID briefings in the White House, they were a hot mess. It was about self-congratulation. Yeah, whack-ass like, information that you're like, that's not... Based on science from the last administration, it, it pissed me off when I found out that they're not inheriting a COVID plan from the last administration um, because there isn't any well okay there wasn't any No, okay Fauci did confirm
1: um, that the project warp speed I think that's what it's called he was part of that movement and they're just ramping that up that's the vaccine getting it manufactured and then getting it to people but he's part of that movement and he is gonna be in charge of all that so correct that is something that they inherited from the previous administration that they can put into good use because they believe in it instead of, you know, if it makes you look good. And- well,
0: no, I think, wait, I know. I think, though, what I heard from my understanding, it was that that's there was their goal. But they didn't actually have a strategy in place mm-hmm. to distribute the vaccines.
1: Well, obviously, they, they don't because they left it to the states.
0: So they they really messed up. So there was no plan. There was no plan on how to do any of this. And how does that affect, you know, the the Filipino-American community? Like, we've been hit tremendously hard from this pandemic. I think in the past few weeks, a lot of my Filipino friends have all lost a loved one already, or two or three loved ones. And the last administration had zero plans. And so to hear Fauci doing the briefing talk about information, it was like a relief.
2: And you can see it also in his face that he was relieved that he's not going to be barricaded or pushed to the side. This administration is actually going to listen to science Rather than, you know, hearsay of what someone's aunt was taking hydro, what is it?
0: Hydroxychloroquine.
2: He genuinely looked like he was relieved that he's gonna be able to do his job. I
0: mean, I'm relieved to hear someone talk freely about science. What do you guys think about how this new administration is going to impact the LGBTQ community? I feel good about this administration when it comes
1: to. To our community, because I think we have for the first time in years, we have a true ally in the White House.
0: Wait, was Trump ever al- an ally? Huh, he's never, he was never an ally. He was very, he was very anti LGBTQ, that's for sure. Not
2: his daughter Tiffany, remember, she had her own LGBTQ um, speech, oh, I right? Saw that. She had How a, can you say that? Daughter,
0: his daughter Tiffany had it, had a pride sp- speech. Yeah, that was it, and it wasn't cute. All right. It was not cute. I watched it. Didn't
2: that touch your heart?
0: <laughs> she needed to fire that makeup artist by the way, too. That was awful. <laughs> Sorry. Not to hate on her, but it was pretty it was pretty pathetic. Like Trump was anti LGBTQ. Well he did say I think it was on the
1: RNC speech that he gave That he is gonna, I don't know what he even said, but he was struggling with the LGBTQ, like he didn't even know the letter, so he had to read it from his teleprompter or something. The people that he selected were
0: anti LGBTQ. Well, so is he obvious? You you know, it's obvious. Yeah. And so it's like, this is a first, you know, like having this administration, you know, selecting people in our community for leadership in this administration says a lot compared to the last person we shall not name, um, he was very anti-LGBTQ and LGBTQ rights, so I'm hopeful about it.
1: In fact, President Biden had chosen trans person to be part of his administration, Dr. Rachel Levine, Assistant Health Secretary from Pennsylvania. So that just proves that he is an ally of our community. Yeah,
0: and he also got um, Pete Buttigieg. Yes, Department of Transportation. Because
2: he's trying to complete the alphabet mafia. <laughs>
0: The absolute mafia? What's that? Yeah,
2: the LGBTQIA. He's try- He's <laughs> getting there. He's trying to... He got the G. He got the G. He got the T.
0: Oh, um, we know there's a B somewhere. There's a somewhere B somewhere there. there. <laughs> but they're still in the closet. We all know that. Then they get, get someone queer. They need someone queer, to know. So with all that being
1: said, what are your hopes and predictions for this new administration?
0: Hopes and predictions this all may sound weird. I hope that we don't go back to normalcy in the sense of that we took democracy for granted yeah. or that we took health for granted or that we lived in this bubble where there was no racism. You know, I hope that we, as a country, get real and get honest and uh, that there's more stability in the government where we don't... Or we could just have a regular day And not worry that the whole world's going to blow up. Uh,
1: Well, I have a
0: hope and a prediction. Okay. Well, I
1: hope that they will fulfill their promises to our community specifically. uh, Because we need it. We we, we just need the support. um,
0: And we need a true ally in the White House. And, yeah, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Yeah, I was just thinking about the promises. And... Mm -hmm. You know, I think maybe I have lowered the standards so low where I'm just like, I just want them to be honest with American people. Well,
1: I'll give you my prediction. It's not going to be pretty because in, is it a couple of years, we'll have a midterm election. Uh,
0: Oh my gosh, McCoy. I'm just trying to sleep at night. Damn.
1: Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, And also at every turn, uh, the Republicans in the Senate will block him like they did with Obama. Let's just be realistic. Um, That's going to happen. So, we have to keep vigilant. We have to hold our representatives accountable. And also, we have to be prepared for the next midterm elections. That's just the reality of it. Because we're not going to get everything we want. He's not going to get everything he wants. He's going to get blocked. They're already saying Ted Cruz, for example, which has lost credibility, um, is already talking shit. Uh, But that's what he does. He just talks shit anyway. So his face is shut. Take
0: that out. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a little, a little bitter because it's like (laughs) he he inside the insurrection as well too and. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's I, my I hope. Uh, that's my hope and my prediction. But see, here's the thing: Biden got that white boy privilege too, you know. But what
2: is he? The, the yeah. difference is, he, what is he? How is he using it?
0: Yeah. How's he? How's Biden using his privilege? He's he, he's,
2: he's using. No, I mean, like, what show. is he? I don't he, think it matters if, if, if whether he's using. It's not whether he's using it or not. It's like you accept it and recognize it, and do you use it to your advantage or do you, lift everyone else. That's around you. He, he's gone through so much, like you said, loss, family, his son, that he really is grounded with what matters. Like, he's made this statement after the inauguration, you know, while, while he was actually being interviewed by the press, that he said, like, he's not going to stand for disrespect. Anyone that works for him, if he gets a win of that, you're fired on the spot, no questions asked. The last administration lied. Everyone that worked for them, lied knowingly
0: yeah i feel like he's changing the culture that was previously in, the, in that white house yeah he's setting up really high standards to be human and
2: I, I i texted you guys when i was running that night i was driving to um the area that i go running at and i texted you like that was the first time after watching the inauguration i saw a flag in a car and the other side is uh, harris and biden flag next to it and that mm. was the first time i saw like a flag where i wasn't threatened like should i be scared i don't know what their intentions are with this flag like that was the first mm. time i felt like oh it's hopeful right
0: yeah I... because patriotism is not supposed to have a party supposed to? yeah it isn't supposed to. but it got hijacked Last four years, and let's take it back.
1: And
2: that's what we're seeing now. That you, we know when you see an American flag, like these people who were carrying that four years ago, are not gonna carry that because the sentiment is not there anymore, of that separation and like putting people down.
0: That is interesting because I think that I agree with you. That seeing the American flag in the last four years, you almost had to cross the street when you saw it because you were you were scared that they were Trumpers. And they are going to be a bunch of bullies. And they're going to beat you with the American flag like they did that cop. Yeah. And there's something about that Biden and Harris winning this election. It makes you feel a little bit more at ease. And not, and more empowered to, to not be afraid of, of those bullies. I think it's hopeful. I think that's very hopeful. And on that hope, McCoy. McCoy. Yeah. McCoy. Yes. What's the Filipino word of the day? Uh,
1: so the Filipino word of the day is pagasa.
0: Pagasa.
1: Yes. Oh, I like that. One. You're gonna like it. It means hope.
0: Ooh, okay. So use it in a sentence. With, I think you could do it.
1: Okay. With this new administration comes a new pagasa. When it
0: comes to this new
1: administration. No, with this new administration. Pagasa. Okay. Let's repeat that. <laughs> with this new administration comes a new pagasa. A new pagasa.
0: I won't say in a sentence. I just. I'll just say I got me some pagasa how about that
1: yes okay that
0: works (laughs) what's your Pagasa share a link and a comment hit subscribe
2: (laughs) isn't like Pagasa also like a like a utility provider
0: (laughs) or something no 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 it's the the,
1: it's the weather um, service Um, oh, okay. in the I Philippines. Thought... It's like Philippine Astro something something. Every letter stood for like okay, a word okay. um that dealt with like weather and all okay. that.
0: Wow, wait, so in the Philippines, PAGASA is also a weather forecaster? The Philippine Astropheric,
1: Geophysical and Astronomical Services Administration. PAGASA. Each letter stood for something. Nice. Yeah. That's hopeful. Well, yeah, they need a lot of hope <laughs> with all those typhoons. <laughs>
0: I have a lot of Pagasa to give. And on that Pagasa, um, (laughs) I used that completely wrong. (laughs) I think I just like the word Pagasa. Hey, Pagasa. I don't
2: know. Sorry. Oh, don't wear it out, though. Don't wear it out. That's my only
0: Filipino word I think I got right so far. Oh, you got a few. I did? Yeah. Pagasa. Because it's like six letters. Pagasa.
2: (laughs) We'll make the next one harder. Uh, please
0: (laughs) please don't do that well that's our show if you'd like to leave a comment have a question for us we'll answer them on our future podcast episode or queries episode whatever just get a hold of us. You can reach us at...
1: On social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Curious Cat at GamChatPodcast.
2: Podcast. Or you can email us at questions at gamchatpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. And hopefully... Yeah, there you go. I will help Pagasa that you will give us five stars.
0: <laughs> Pagasa! Pagasa! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you D And on that Picasso We'll catch you on the next one